everyone. You are tuning in to Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions of their experiences being professional women both in and out of the workplace. I'm your host, Rita Pierre, CEO and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. Before we get into the show, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been following us, who's been listening to this world podcast. We truly appreciate all of your comments and all of your suggestions. I ask that you continue to support us and to give us all of your feedback. As you all know, every week we announce the Frida Woman of the Week. And this week's Frida Woman is my dear friend, Jaleesa Joseph, who is also the Strategic Director for Frida Women NYC, Inc. In her spare time, she is the incoming Deputy Director of Human Resources slash Chief Diversity Officer for City of Albany. Lisa started her career in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office before transitioning to the Office of Corporation Counsel in Albany. Received her law degree from Albany Law School and has a bachelor's degree in political science from SUNY University at Albany. Lisa is creating paths for women of color every single day. We definitely commend Jalisa because the position that she currently has is the first of its kind. So she is truly a trailblazer and she truly embodies the Frida women values, being fierce, resilient, erudite, empowered, daring, and ambitious. We salute you, Jalisa, and we pray that you continue to do well in your capacity. So today I have the pleasure and honor to co-host this show with my dear friend, my baby's god mama, my best friend of 20 god knows how many yes. years, Lori Wendy, Say it. a.k.a. Lolo So Focused. Lolo So Focused. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Just one more round of applause for uh, Jaleesa. That was a very great introduction. I almost feel a little, you know humble following <laughs> following that introduction of the freedom woman of the week but I'll, I'll do my best i'll do my best well i will insert that jaleesa is not only my mentee i could i call her my adoptive daughter okay she's okay. not that much younger than me but you know you know it's okay we started together at the um well we didn't start together but we worked together at the brooklyn da's office where i discovered she was haitian oh and then you know once once that happens <laughs> once, once you discover those roots that's once you it. have someone you could relate to on that base level it's over that's it's it over. that's it she was, you found she a was, new sister she was mine forever yes Yes, that's pretty much how it goes. Pretty much how it goes. What well, gave it away? Was it the name, the last name? Did you catch an mm. accent? Did you catch like her saying something? Was it the look? It's always just this one little... I, I believe that a little birdie slipped it in. Got it. Okay. But then it was like, ha-ha. Okay. I knew you were Haitian. Got it. Got it. Okay. Which is the vibe. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm really, really happy um, to co-host this show with you because me and you are two peas in a pod. Yes. Um, <laughs> good, th good thing for us. I don't know if everybody thinks that's a good thing. Probably team too much at sometimes. Not all the time. Not they, team too much, but we're not like double trouble. Double trouble. Not team too much. much. If you're not down with yeah, us, exactly. you might you think, might think we're that. team too much. Yeah, but it's all love. All love. But Lori, tell us about yourself. Ooh. You know, what are you doing? What's going on? Like, 
Right. Who are you? Who's uh, Lolo who, So Focused? Who am I? Well, as as our lovely uh, host said, I'm her best friend. Shout out. Um, <laughs> her baby's godmother. Shout out to him as well. Um, and who's turning 11 who's tomorrow? Turning 11 tomorrow. Let's happy just birthday. Say happy birthday. It's a very, it's very special stuff happening. Um, but no, I mean, I guess my short, condensed, non-convoluted version of who I am is I consider myself an admin professional by day, writer by night. Then everything else in between, I guess, is a jack of all trades, master of none. I don't know. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I oh, like to master of some. Master of some. I, I okay. remixed it. Jack of all trades, master of some. Because yeah, you don't want people thinking that like you're just all over the place and you don't have any actual yeah. expertise. That's true. That's true. So yeah, well, guys, will blurt that out of your minds. Men in black, it. Men in black. And flashy right. thing. What flashy, thing? Thing? flashy <laughs> thing. Did you flashy thing, thing yes. me? What is it called? Flashy thing. It was flashy thing. No, but what was the real name? Does anyone? I think it was actually flashy no, thing. No, I really don't. I think that's just what Will Smith called. But in real life, oh, I don't the... know. I was, I was called the Eliminator. Anyway, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Jack of all trades, master, master of some. I'm I like that. You. I'm like telling that. you. Okay. All right, great. But, you know, writer by night. What does that mean? So what that means for me is a lot of things. So I both write free content to share with readers online. I publish romances. I'm also in the process of querying a new series to agents. Oh. Mostly all romances. Actually, all romances, not mostly, because I feel like there's romance in everything. No way. 90%. Yes, yes. Even if you watch like the suspense action, they also have to hint at a little at a little romance for the most part. Unless it's like horror. That's true too. I'm thinking, you know, this is the ultimate day job, nine to five, and side hustle on the side type thing. I feel I wouldn't call writing my side hustle. I would call it, it's my dream job. It's my passion. I love to write. As is with a lot of creative endeavors, creative occupations, creative dreams, they don't always pay the rent. I'm an admin professional by day, and I use that to support myself because the bills don't pay themselves and food doesn't buy themselves. And then to support my dream job until one day I'm blessed with the opportunity to survive on just my dream job. And I'm patient. I know it'll happen. It will happen. It, 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 it will it, happen. It has to. No, and it's when, gotta. And I when mean. it happens, we're all getting out the hood. And we all, <laughs> um, what hood is that exactly? <laughs> this fine neighborhood. <laughs> this fine neighborhood called Marine Park, Brooklyn. Right. right. <laughs> all right, cool. So we're going to go into the topic of the day, oh. which is basically something we both know a lot about. Okay. Starting over in your 30s. <sighs> oh, yes. The unrealistic expectations women of color have basically figure it out by your 30s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These are good topics. Good topics. Which one are we starting with first? Hmm. Let's see here. I think starting over in your 30s part. Okay. Yeah. Think that way, I think we should start over with. I think we should start with that because I feel like even myself, although I've been in my career path, I've been, you know, an attorney for several years now. I've always wanted to be an attorney. Like even within this career, mm-hmm. this niche I'm just like trying to figure out like what's the next thing. I'm kind of going through a mid-career crisis, mid-life yes, crisis, yes. and I'm only 33 year of our Lord. Yes. There you go. Shout out. But let, but before I answer that or make a comment, let's like what do you consider starting off? Because that might mean different things to different people. I don't know if starting a new job. I for me, I understand where you're coming from. I just don't know that starting a new job. People who are 
I don't want to compare it, but for some people, I don't know if they would think just starting a new job is actually starting over. Starting over sounds so dramatic, whereas starting a new job to some people might seem routine. So how do you define starting over before I... For me, I would say that starting over in a, just a different realm. Like okay. with, with legal, you know, people think that especially when it comes to me that, oh, you're an attorney. You're every, you're all types of attorney. Got it. They're coming at me with, you know, housing, criminal, and it's all different types of law that requires, you know, skill set, et cetera. So for me, you know, when I'm thinking about starting over, it's like I've been, you know, I've been pegged as a litigator okay. for my entire career, basically, because all of my jobs had some sort of litigation aspect to okay. it. So for me thinking, okay, you know, I, maybe I want to go into like the transactional world. Maybe I want to look into the business law, legal, you know, consulting world. You know, I have people looking at me like, but you're a litigator, mm -hmm. you know, like, how are you going to break into this? So for me, it's like, I have to find a way to possibly, I don't know if, it, if reinvent myself is okay. the word, but kind of like position myself in a way where this is a totally new realm for me and I'm kind of having to start over. Mm -hmm. Even though it, I, I understand what you mean, like for some people, they're like, what do you mean start mm -hmm. over? But for me being in this particular field, it's like I kind of have to like go back to basics, take, find like, okay, how can I like find you know, the little, the, the keywords mm -hmm. or whatever it is mm -hmm. to now make myself relevant and acceptable in a totally, totally new different. realm. Okay. Well, I like, so when you said, I think that's probably the best definition just a straight lace reinventing yourself in any way so even if it's like i said with me i'm an admin professional started in healthcare administration that's what i always thought i was going to do then for the past few years i was more like brand marketing now i'm back into public health i feel like yeah it might just sound like oh a career changes but still this it's still that but it's a whole new sector the whole like you said reinvention mm -hmm. and um different ways you know you start over by moving you start over even if it's moving to a different apartment in the same city that's still to start over you have to get new furniture starting over with a hairstyle it might sound silly but yeah. i feel like i mean we all know you know the natural hair movement and all that or some of us have well some of you not us i i <laughs> I, I, I relapsed but <laughs> back to the creamy back crack, to the creamy crack. <laughs> it was just it was too much the hair was unmanageable but i feel like I'm rambling, so I, I, I bring back in, bring back <laughs> I'm in. What was the question? Back. Reel me you back. <laughs> starting over in your mid thirties, basically, like these unrealistic pros and cons, or what? Yeah. Like what? What reasons we think? What reasons prompt start overs, or what do I think? What about reasons prompt? Like what reasons prompt start overs? And you know, talk about your start over. Yeah. So I, I, I was trying to. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So my start over is I basically just moved to New York about a month and a half ago now. Yeah. It's been about a month and a half. Yeah. I would say very small town in Florida. For my start over, it was right. I guess you could say I found myself in a rut. I, um, as part of bringing in the second topic of unrealistic, unrealistic expectations, I know that my expectations were so much unrealistic as I knew that I wasn't living up to any expectation or harsh, but I wasn't living up to some of my expectations or mm -hmm. a lot of my potential. I knew that in order to push myself and kind of make a jarring move, I start over. So I 
packed my things, had my best friend here, crashed. I'm still crashing. And, and the starting over um, is also a not drastic part to it because there's always that comfort. Started over, but I started over with a cushion. So I never want to leave out that part of the story where it's, oh, you know, Lori packed up her bags and just went to New York. Lori packed up her bags, went to New York, and is staying with family, basically. Yeah. So it is a big move. It is a big adjustment. It is a reinventment. It is a starting over. But it's also, I, I kind of hate when people leave part of their story out. It doable for me because I knew where I was going. I knew that I wasn't moving with no shelter, no food in the winter. So, I mean, it that's... It was, I think it's very important that you mm-hmm. add that because, I mean, we've been to, like, oh, events man. where people are like, I, I quit, quit my, my job. job. <laughs> and it's like, you quit your job, but where do you live? You, you quit your job. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and hey, that's great because not everybody who lives at home can quit their job. But an important factor that you're leaving out Sometimes an omission does become, it turns a story into a lie. Yeah, and then, and then you have like people who are like listening to the story thinking that, oh, I can quit my job too and I'm going to be, you know, where you are. Right. And it's like, but that person doesn't have the resources exactly. and have, but they're thinking, oh, but if she could do it, I could do it. Right. So I feel like people do need to be a little more authentic. Forthcoming, yes, authentic. Um, exactly. When it comes to like their, you know, starting mm-hmm. over stories mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, some people did, you know, pack their bags with three dollars in their pockets they're gonna tell you that i was living in and out of shelters i was on the street it wasn't this glamorous thing but pray lord that that's not my story and i make sure i say that yes i'm starting over but i'm starting over with so much support that it is starting over but it wasn't as much of a culture shock or a shell Mm -hmm. shock i feel that some people who would have been in the same situation going from a small town to new york themselves it's not exactly how it happened also you know the other background is i have lived up north i have been yeah a million times so for those little things but yeah i mean but why do you think i feel like a lot of my friends who are within the same age group you know career whatever we're all kind of going through this like mid-career crisis right when you hear like it's funny because like who are a little bit older who might be in their 40s or 50s when they're listening to us they're like mid-career you guys are babies you just started I've been practicing for 20 years you guys have been practicing for 5 years like what is this mid-career thing but I feel like a lot of my friends are in this slump of like what's next right I mean, I just feel like, and I think that's to the point where you said this unrealistic expectation. And I, I, I kind of want to break expectations into two points because we should have expectations. We there's should. no, There's just no reason. No matter how good you're doing, you always be doing better. There's no reason to be content when you know you haven't reached your full potential. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're the CEO of a company. If you know you could be, what I, I don't know what comes next. Whatever is Whatever higher, comes next. If you create it. Yeah, if it's if, not there. Create it. If you <laughs> know you can be that, there's no reason to just be content just because in your mind you're already at the top. So those are those expectations that might seem unrealistic, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. Then there are those unrealistic expectations we set for ourselves well we need to just have it all figured out 35 40 whatever the age is we're supposed to have the career the house the husband kids the dog in some cases the car nothing the well big you ca- know that 30 is the new what is it 40 is, is the new 40 30 is the new 20 allegedly. <laughs> but let me tell you something my bones in this winter <laughs> Girl, don't feel young Girl, they my, feel older my they, foot I'm my foot you, diagnosis. You, know, you got this knee <laughs> that when the, when the winter hits. Girl, I'm currently in a boot. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. She's in a <laughs> so, boot because of the, the cold. Plantar fasciitis. Her foot. And it's just like, 
just like, I mean, they say, and that's the thing, you feel young until you go out with young friends. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, no, no. I'm not. I fell asleep in the club I mean, twice. Or you feel like you're babysitting. But <laughs> anyway, you have to reel me back in because you know. I got to reel you back in. But yeah. But expectations. Yeah, I feel like there are realistic expectations. Then there's sometimes unrealistic expectations that mask themselves realistic expectations because it's not unrealistic to think that you should have a decent job husband child place to stay a, a dog car, a dog no enough money in the bank account to take a nice family trip every year i don't think that's an unrealistic expectation the time frame we set upon mm-hmm. ourselves for it that becomes unrealistic and because we know it's attainable think that oh my god if i don't have this in a year like you know this is the midlife crisis and we beat ourselves up mm-hmm. a lot especially in the realm of like you know i mean that's another topic for a later time but the whole dating thing like oh we god. feel like oh my god we need to hurry up and do this by the age of 30 31 because that's what our parents in a sense put on us definitely like, and i think you know especially depending on like you know what your cultural background oh, is yes. the expectations get worse mm-hmm. like I remember growing up, and I know you have the same experience because we're both Haitian-American. Yes. Our parents talking about go to school, don't date nobody, and when you graduate, you will choose. Right. You will be able to choose. You'll have the pick of the litter. Fake news. And that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> False advertisement. Uh, uh, the lie detector said that's right, a lie. Right, exactly. That's a lie. And it's like, you know, but so when you actually go through, like for those of us who did listen to our parents, and actually, you know, um, you know, this is this is a real podcast. Yeah, guys. don't mind us, guys. All is well. All is Things well. Things happen yeah, on this real well. podcast. <laughs> That's the spirit of our ancestors getting mad because we're like, because no, we're, we're talking de- about we're announcing them. their dream. We're that's, talking that's what, about that's what just happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yes. no, but honestly, like, you know, it's like when you really think about things, it's like you go through school. They tell you do not date, do not talk to nobody because, you know, education is first, which it is. I believe that. But when you graduate, you are going to have the pick of the mm-hmm. litter. You are going to, you are going to make the choice. <laughs> and it's just like, nah, Pippin, mm-hmm. like I graduated and I I looked, you know, away from all the mm-hmm. guys who were trying to holler at me, study hall, right. whatever. And now that I'm in my 30s, I got nobody in the roster. There's no list. Like, I'm not making the choice. In fact, you know, they're, they're, they're yeah. choosing me or discounting me. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I feel like our cultural background definitely is a huge part as to why we even have these big expectations because in Haitian culture, mm-hmm. when you're growing up, you need to be, uh, well, first of all, nurse is number one. Oh, nurse, yeah. Nurse is number nurse. one. Doctor's number yes. two. Lawyer Lawyer's slash engineer, engineer, engineer. depending know and then everything else like they're you know like you're a writer yes and it's like for them it's like writer like what the hell is that there's so many profitable careers but they don't care about that i mean my mom had issues with me being a lawyer because you know nurse was number one Mm -hmm. in her mind so it's like we grow up with these expectations and i think that's what we carry that with us so when we do get into our 30s it's like what the hell other thing too i feel like you know when we were much younger we thought that 30 was never gonna happen right 
it, it was like, like this unattainable age. Oh, it's so old. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So I mean, I remember making bets, and I don't know if you ever made these bets with my guy friends. Like, yo, if we're not married by 30, oh, yeah, the we, gonna, <laughs> we all have our backup. We're gonna get oh, married. yeah. We all have I had packs. like three packs thrown at one time. You can't, you can't, you can't have Girl, three. Ain't nobody knew about it. All right. It was, was well, like, now they know. Shout out. Now they know. Shout out to the now, backups. I'm not even gonna tell them. But, you know, but we had the packs yeah, because it was true. so I unattainable. By 30. It was like by 30. It was you like, wasn't it? You didn't have one by 40 or you had. No, everything it was, was all 30. By 30. Everything was okay. 30 because it, it's like it was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then now that we're at 30, it's like crap. Right. I don't have like, yeah, we're probably working. We're in our career, but this, you know, I'm not happy. You know, you go to these like. Do you think we just have, just want too much at once? Do you think it's. I think it depends on the individual. I don't individual. know if that's the, that's the verbiage that I'm trying to use. Like, I'm trying to think of something other than expectations. Do you think that we're... See, I don't want to use any of those derogatory words that men like to use. I don't like high maintenance and words like that. that- I feel like we should have high standards. But do you think... Did you already say that we're not that we're too hard on ourselves? Well, we are too but- hard on ourselves. And I think of the reason we're too hard on ourselves is because... You know, a lot of us, again, we grow up with these, ex- depending on your cultural background, mm-hmm. with these expectations on us. Like, I know, at least in my household, I was, you know, from a child, I was the family translator. Right. I was parent teacher for me and my brother. I was, you know, hospital, you know, I was social worker. I was all these things. So it's like we grew up with expectations like you had to do this. You had to be great. You had to be whatever. Mm -hmm. So now when we're 30 and now like we don't have the parents on us anymore, we're on our own. It's like, what have I done? What have I attained? And it's like, you know, and I know you've told me this on several times, like, you need to fall back. Like, right. <laughs> like you're doing too much. Right. Like, it's only two weeks or it's right. whatever. And I know I do the same thing with you where it's like, listen, you have done so much. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people can even say that they have any type of book mm-hmm. out there on Amazon? Right. The Shout name out. of the book, please. Well, uh, well the, the book I have out is Ricochet, but I also have some free stories out on Wattpad that I'm sharing <laughs> with my readers. All under, you know, Lori Wendy. L-O-R-Y. W-E-N-D-Y. Shameless out. plug. Shameless yeah, plug. No, shameless. No, yeah. No, not yeah. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like we all, like, we have these. And I think I, I'm all I'm big on childhood. Only because, you know, I've been seeking therapy. It's, it's relevant. It's relevant, like, how how we, you know, moved as a child and the things that were put on us. Like, how that is into our adulthood and how we view ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, we're the hardest on ourselves. Because we're like, well, we should have been this by now. Mm-hmm. We compare ourselves to other people without knowing their story. Right. Because just because... Or their version of the story where they're version, leaving out the facts. Because just because so-and-so, like, you know, is 30 years old, married, their house, brownstone, whatever. We don't know if their family had money right. and they bought it for them. Like, I went to work with people who their parents were paying their rent. Right. True. You know what I mean? Um, so I think expectations, it's one of those things I think as we get older, we have to kind of like, good to have standards. Yes. We have to have standards you have or to. else you're nobody, like, right. right? But we need to like manage our expectations so that it doesn't drive us crazy. Right. Like if we're doing well, like if you're working, you have a decent job. If you remotely like your job, you're in a decent <laughs> yeah. relationship, you have friends because mm-hmm. some people don't have friends. Right. You know, like it's like, grateful for where you are now and still strive you know still be ambitious for more but don't beat yourself up because you're now 30 or 31 32 and you 33 you, shout out me too year of our lord yes 
Um, I'm exiting, so I got to keep saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just got, you know, was I'm inducted exiting. into this year. You know, and and this, this is a very positive year, I will That's say. Very positive year. I look year. forward to my year. Um, blessings on your, your year. Thank you. I'm telling you, 33. Shout out. Um, but I think that as we, you know, get older and we... We we have to like really sit back and just like listen. We have accomplished so much. We you know we we either have degrees, we have certificates, we have certain jobs that you know we're at certain levels in our lives. So that we probably didn't think we would ever get to. Right. We've worked hard to get where we are. You know when they say like stop and smell the roses, and I'm a bad per- like I am not that person. Like right. I will it's I a- you know me like I will keep going, and you're like this is great. And I'm like it's not. It could be better. Right. It'll be better. But we need to really take our time to stop, smell the roses, and appreciate where we are, where we've gotten. We've came from. Where we've come from. Tell the whole story. Yeah, examine the whole story. Examine the whole story. Because that's the one thing I do with a lot of my other friends who are also going through what Rita's calling the uh, mid-career crisis. I'm calling it like the third life crisis or quarter life crisis. Okay. It's... Tell a whole story. Look at your whole story. Yes, you might have had to move, but look what you overcame. Mm-hmm. Look obstacles you you were able to come yeah. through. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you might just have you know, started a new job or lost your job, but look at how well you just did in school. You just got your second degree or how quick you got this job. Look how many other people wanted this job and you got it. There's just all these other things. It's not to say compare your story to everybody else's. It's compare your story to your story. To your story. It's exactly. Compare, it's compare your story to your story. So it's just like, think about where you were last year for better or for worse. How are you this year? Even if you feel like you're worse, there's a 90% chance you're also better. You're single, but you might have gotten out of a bad relationship. Hallelujah. You're starting a new job, but you might have gotten out of a toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, stop, smell the roses, reevaluate your story, tell the whole story, and don't just like, you're not the villain in your story. Mm-hmm. But you are the, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's a hero in their in their own story. Writing metaphor, yes, I know, guys. Just just deal with my <laughs> deal with my nerdiness while I get my point across. <laughs> I get it. I just realized I was doing a writing metaphor, but that's just you know. Anyway, yeah, you're the hero in your own story, and there's ups and downs and different acts and different chapters. And well, to be cheesy, it's it, the rest is still unwritten. It is still unwritten, <laughs> and it's true. I'm- I could sing; it would have been over. Let me tell you, I have some vocals here reserved, but for the church, for the church, for the praise team. (laughs) But yeah, no, I definitely think it's a really important topic to talk about because I feel like, especially as professional women, a lot of us, we got to where we got because of our upbringing and the, you know, whether it be our trials, tribulations, the expectations put on us, um, you know, we are where we are. And I feel like we are our worst enemy because yes. we we're just so biggest hard critic. on ourselves. We're, our biggest critic. we're like, oh, I should have did this. I should have did that. And it's like, but you know, look where you like step back mm-hmm. and get, you know, open the door, get out and look into right. the house and see like everything that you've accomplished. And it's like, oh, you know, one thing I always tell people is like, you know, Stopping smelling the roses, appreciating where you are doesn't mean that you don't stop dreaming, you don't stop being ambitious, you don't stop wanting what you want. But, you know, something that, and I can only say this because I am the classic prime example of that individual who always thinks that 
I need to do better and I never celebrate. Like you need a bush. Why would you smell one rose when yeah. you should have a bush full of roses? And I don't celebrate I little wins. That. I don't. Everything right. has to be better. Everything mm-hmm. has to be perfect. I have this perfectionist attitude where it's like, it's not perfect. There's no need to mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. like acknowledge what I've done. Um, but with the whole like, you know, going back to the mid-career, it's just, I find that so many of my friends, like we are at all going this through age, this thing. And it's at this age. And I am curious to get some sort of Back from older women too, though, to, to find out if everybody if they felt the same way around yeah, about their this mid thirties to see what they felt like. I mean, I know with when it comes to like the getting married part, well. I know the thirst is real, and so every <laughs> no, it's true, <laughs> and so you know when it comes to that aspect, I I already know like once you get to your thirties, yeah. people are already going crazy, like you know they're itching. But in terms of the career part, it's like I am curious to see like with women who are a little older when they got to this point of like 33 34 mm-hmm. 35 they have the same thing of like what have i done with my life right. what am i doing did i pick the wrong career mm-hmm. path how can i you know reinvent myself and you know, get into a different right. realm especially i think for for people like me like i have so many different interests like my i have degrees in like different mm-hmm, spaces mm-hmm. for me it's like you know I have three different realms of what I want to do. I'm not currently, you know, so excited about where I am now. But then the the question is, well, which realm do I delve into next? Right. Like, you know, I have, I know I have like a life ahead of me and there's so many different opportunities for me to get into all the realms that I want to get into. But I think my, my midlife crisis is which one do I jump into next? Mm -hmm. Like, do I get into the first, the second, the third, like where, like what is the next step for me? And, you know, cause I know it's not where I'm at right now, Right. (laughs) but it's like, you know, so for me that I think that's my, my crisis is a little bit different. Some people are like, I have no idea what Mm -hmm. I want to do. Mine's is like, I have, these are the aspects that I, you know, these are the different fields, different areas. I just don't know which to go to mm-hmm. first. So that's like my midlife crisis in terms of career. It's like, what do I do? I wonder, so I'm just kind of just reevaluating some of the things we're saying. And I wonder if any of the women who are maybe decade into the field looking mm-hmm. back, they're calling it a midlife crisis, but it's kind of like a negative spin to it. What if they, what if this was, this is, this could, we could easily look back one day and think, an exciting time. This was my reawakening. I got through my 20s. That's my 30s. Realized, like you said, I have my whole life ahead of me. This is the time to change. This is the time to try something new. This is the time to pick up and move. This is the time to, you know, change jobs. So, like, I just realized we're kind of putting this whole negative spin on is what we might look at 10, 15 years from like, oh, my God, remember that reawakening we have? And that probably won't be the word we use. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That reinvention, like, oh, thank God I did it then. That was such a smart time. I wonder. I would love feedback of just someone 10 years down the line say, oh, yeah, when I was 33 or 34, 35, I felt the same exact way. This is why I made the decisions. This is where I am now. I'm so glad I didn't leave myself in the rut that I was in because, you know what I mean? I just, I feel like we, we might look back and kind of regret the way we're, we're spinning it. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. a crisis. And we are a little, we're a little theatrical. We're a little theatrical, a little dramatic. Uh, Shout out to Haitian Americans. Exactly. That's definitely (laughs) passed down in the veins. In In the the veins, the the blood. blood. (laughs) It's there. 
But I, I wonder, even like a couple years from now, if we'll look back and we'll be like, you know what? Thank God I left that job. Thank God I moved. Thank God. Insert change here, whatever we're going to say. And I'm looking at it like, oh my God, what was I going through? You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. it's hard. I, I would love to see what we think, even ourselves in a few years. Because in the middle of it, kind of giving it this negative spin. And I mean, my getting up and moving was like, it was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was about sporadic. time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was sporadic. But it was a sporadic move over a long period yeah. of planning. It was kind of just like, was it over, not overstated. It's welcome. I can't think of the wording. Jesus, and I'm a writer. But it's just, it was We about, all have writer's block. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, girl, go ahead. Say it. But it was one of those things like, yes, it was a crisis, but it was also well-intended. It was about time. It wasn't necessarily ill-planned or bad timing. Yeah. So kind of all this, the cards were like, yeah, came so together. Yeah, kind of put this negative spin on it. Beneficial. I think that's the what I'm kind of struggling with. I think in the long run, even in the moment of this so-called crisis, so yes, you can guess yourself or you think if you made the right choice, but even in the moment, you can see the benefits to your choices. I wonder, I'm still going to keep calling it a crisis because it sounds I mean, as I mean, serious as it feels. As, as it should be. As it but, should be. But I think about the connotation for anybody listening or anybody explaining it. We won't necessarily mean, oh my gosh, it's crisis, it's life or death. Like, we're not saying it that way. It's crisis because it's it's a a jarring moment. It It is. It uproots you, it, you know, throws you. you But I mean, I would, so two points with what you just said. So remember when we went to the Haitian Ladies Symposium? Yes. Um, in DC, in DC, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and remember that woman. Her name was Magdala. Cannot remember her last name right now, but um, the woman who had made us do the exercise, like oh, envisioning. I love, she was. She's my on in my envisioning. Head. You know where you are into, stepping, stepping into, into your you. purpose. Yeah, stepping it? into your purpose. And there was a woman who asked the question. She was an older woman who's like, you know, she wants to reinvent herself. Mm-hmm. And you know, Magdala was like. Why? Why are you calling it a re- reinvention? Like you know, you're, you you've done all these things. Like I've read about you. I know mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. you. You've done all of these important things. Like you're just going into a different realm, realm, but it's not necessarily reinventing. reinventing. It's adding to your story. She didn't adding say that, story, but I had to add to throw that back. We're in adding things, it guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of what she said. Like you know, as she found that, and from my gathering of you know the situation, she basically found that calling it a reinvention mm-hmm. was negative. Right. Because you're basically saying like you're changing who yeah. you are. It you're becoming a new diminishes person. diminishes what you've accomplished. Exactly. So she was just like, you know, it's not reinventing. Mm-hmm. Like why call it reinventing? Why not call it an addition or, mm-hmm. or, you know, the next just step switching, like you know, that. something Stepping like that. So I definitely, I re- so when you said that, that triggered that point. The other like more practical point that I found that I think that everybody could relate to is when you're in a relationship and you think it's like so great and then it collapses yeah, yeah. because you know how the situation do. is. Mm-hmm. But then you can look back like six months, three months even for some and you're like, the hell was, was I, I thinking, thinking about? Like, thank God, thank the angels, thank whatever, mm-hmm. Saint Mary, Saint whatever. The I, patron saint of breakups, or you know, whoever. the page, whoever the patron I, saint I of breakups. Know my patron saint, and you guys, you you guys know why. I won't call it out, but I should know them. I don't. Whoever the patron saint of breakups <laughs> is, you know what I mean? Like, you look back and you're like, oh my god, like I've done that. You know, right. I'm dating people, like you know, a couple months in, it's like Jesus, like. 
Right. If I didn't know you were real, right. Right. <laughs> now I know right. you're right. real. And you're like, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. And then you take it as, you know what, but I learned a lesson. Yes. I will never do this again. I think it's kind of like that. Like, we're going to all look back 10 years from now, at this point, where we're calling it a crisis. And we're like, it wasn't a crisis. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it's the, you know, the the butterfly or the, uh, the caterpillar that mm-hmm. turned into a butterfly that's yeah. transforming into, like, you were still, when you were the caterpillar still a butterfly you're still like you're still the same person this one's giving science analogies i mean <laughs> we're nerds guys we're, we saying, are we're like you know nerdy. if i'm rita the caterpillar <laughs> we're nerdy, but go ahead. when i become the butterfly i'm still rita <laughs> right at the end There's of the day i'm just you know the next stage mm-hmm. i'm not Rita the caterpillar no more mm-hmm. i'm rita butterfly so it's the, i think it's the same concept what's it called when the when the cat it's not what's i almost said osmosis is it is it, not is it metamorphosis metamorphosis Hi, hey. bam 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 thank you listen okay although i am we'll horrible, be here all night <laughs> horrible in mathematics i was very okay. good in science okay. <laughs> yes the yes. metamorphosis the yes. transformation as you yes. will um so i think that's really what it is so at the end of the day i think the takeaway from today's conversation is that so expectations are expectations Mm -hmm. are expectations like they're always going to be there people are going to put their own expectations on you your parents are you're gonna you're you're gonna go through life thinking that whatever was expected of you as a child is still on you as an adult um even though you know we're grown-ass women (laughs) right um, but um you know it's more about like it's taking control of your life even when you're in the midst of uncertainty Mm -hmm. it's still Listen, I'm 30-something years old. I have gotten this far. I have my college degree. I have my certificates. I have my job. I have, you know, my family, my child, whatever the accomplishments are that, you know, that you have at this point in your life is acknowledging that, you know, just sitting back and looking at, damn, like, look at the journey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I went through to get to where I am now. Appreciating it. Not being content, though. Appreciating it. And then... You know, when you have those thoughts of, damn, but you know, Crystal has a house and has a husband Well, and first has of all, this. don't compare. Well, don't compare is a big we, thing, we, too. We, we do it a but little we bit. It, we though. do it. But, but it's also keep in mind that what well, there's a saying, another writer saying, but it was kind of like, just don't compare, you know, your chapter two to someone's chapter 20. Yes, yeah. they have this. Yes, they're there. Yes, they might have gotten that promotion that you wanted. But you have absolutely no idea. You don't even know the backstory. You don't even know the backstory. You don't even know what. So, so don't use it compare. as inspiration if you need to, but don't necessarily use it as this threshold of what you're supposed to be yeah. doing because you're not them. Yeah. So Definitely, I feel like it's okay to be inspired by your friends, it's other people. It's okay to be inspired, but not a hater. Exactly. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. Don't don't be uh, a hater. One thing I will say that I do every morning, as silly as it might sound, but, you know, I'm not a hater by nature. That's not in my blood, my DNA. My mother was not a hater. I didn't contract it, the disease, <laughs> right? But it hasn't been passed down through generations. It hasn't been passed down through this generation, at right. least. But what I do in the morning, like for those of you who are God-fearing people, I do pray you know, whatever spirit of hateration is there, I'm serious. Like, I I pray. I pray to take out the spirit. Because, you know, it's so easy sometimes to be envious when you're at your low point, especially. It's It's so easy. So I pray every morning. I'm like, take out whatever spirit of hateration that I have that might be lingering around me. Take it away. Because I do want to celebrate and congratulate my friends. Mm-hmm. And But I do recognize I'm a human being. And sometimes you're like, damn, man, I wish that was me. But, 
inspire, like you right. said. Be inspired I feel like by that's it. Okay, that's definitely use your friends' inspiration because yeah. your friends want you to have their, you know, that kind of happiness too. So yeah. I think it's okay to kind of be in this like rut that we're 100%. in. hundred percent and know that you're not alone. All my ladies out there, and even it doesn't even matter the age. Yes, we're in our mid thirties. So, I know people in their forties who are yeah, we're in our mid thirties, so it's easy for us to focus on that age. Group, group yeah but at any age i feel like like that lady at the dc convention she was much older yeah at any age just know that there's definitely other women who are feeling that too it's okay to want more it's okay to want to change it's okay to even not want to change but know you have mm-hmm. to create some sort of a change because sometimes you don't want it in your heart you know yeah you you know you have to so it's pulling all your resources calling all the favors you can there's don't nothing have to, wrong with you, that yeah, you, you know? don't have to do it alone Why, like it would have made no sense for me to Pack a bag, come to New York, and struggle when I know I have a best friend right here who would give me a place. Like, it just makes Shout no out sense. to the best Shout friend. Out. It just makes no <laughs> sense. It's kind of like, help yourself. Reach out to who you need to reach out to. You know, of course, it's easier said than done. It's one of those things where they say it's not easy, but it really is just that simple. It really is that or simple. Maybe it's we like make the things big, more complicated. Yeah, I don't know if that's the exact wording, but it's like, no, of course, it's a lot easier said than done. The concept and the stuff is really just that simple because you know in your heart, you're the type of person who would be there for someone else's change. Reach out to the people in your life. You know what to be there for change. If you do reach out and they act up, though, you then know you to know. cut their asses then off. Then you know. Then you know. <laughs> I cut mean, them off. Hey, Cut it. Then you know. <laughs> All right, well, I think this was a very interesting and inspiring conversation. We definitely need more of these conversations out there because I, whether you want to admit it or not, we all have, we all are currently going through or at some point had this like, what the hell's going on? What am I doing with my life? As professional people. We're like professional people. We're like, what are we doing? What am I doing at this job? Or why do I know more than my boss? There, I said it. I said it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why do I know more than the lady I'm training or whatever? (laughs) I said it. Trained you exactly, exactly. I said it <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, definitely. Thank you so much, Lolo Sofocus. Thank you for having Lori, me, Lori Wendy. Yeah, I'm sure this will be the first of many co hosting opportunities as you it. are my best friend living yes, in my house. Yes, yes, exactly. I, <laughs> so I, we will, I, any, we any will do this, we, can. Yeah, we definitely. will do this more often, but definitely, you know, thank you everybody again who has tuned into Frida's World podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Definitely check out the website, Frida Women NYC, for all of your accessory shopping needs. Yes. Um, we have a little, a little oh, favorite. Lori's <laughs> favorite. You guys really should check it out. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Go on the website, search the products, find out the one that is Lori's. Is it called Lori's favorite? It's not called Lori's oh, favorite. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Okay. Guess. I don't know what you win, but just play a lot. Go on the website, Lori's guess and see. We're gonna have to name it that. What, we're gonna have to call it Lo- Lori's favorite. And just kind of guess. Yes. Just play along. Yes. And guess what we're <laughs> But yeah, definitely go on to the website. We have a lot of different accessories that are, you know, good for professional women. The business card holder, we have the brooches, just different accessories to give you that personal edge that you need at the workplace that's not overly offensive because we do have to understand that we're not working for ourselves. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we still want to we still want to be chic. 
but within you know the social confines of our think, office well, place. Yeah, we'll need we'll need another. That's another other, episode. I think so, but yes, www.freedawomennyc.com. That's www.freedawomennyc.com. Check out our online store, but also click on the blog tab where you will find out more information about the podcast, um, our weekly blog postings, coming events, and our social impact initiative called uh, Brooches for Books. I love that one. Yeah, we will talk about yeah. that on another yeah, another um, you know episode, but definitely check us out there. And if you are all about the social media, you can find us at Frida F R E E D A Women N Y C on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. So like, subscribe, and comment. And if you are listening to us on Stitcher. Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, please, please, please leave a comment, leave a review. If you don't like what was going on today, let us know. And if you love what was going on today, let us know. We definitely want all the feedback because in order for us to do better, we have to know. Better. We have to know. We have to know. And we're all about taking in constructive criticism. We're not those type of ladies, right? That don't want to hear nothing. Don't want to be about yeah, I mean, nothing. Don't, just don't come at us crazy. For don't no come reason. at us sideways. Yeah, I mean, don't. Yeah, that's silliness. But constructive. <laughs> I mean, constructive criticism. Criticism. We didn't get to where we are now because without we can't it. The truth. Come so on. yeah. So thank you again, everybody. This is a wrap for Frida's World Podcast Episode Six. See you next week. And I don't know. Good have night. a good week. Good thank night. <laughs> 